Last weekend, I told an anecdote about Bob. And I figured that I'd tell a story about Bob's sister, Sally, this week. So this is a fictional story. This is not a real person, but it's just a hypothetical example. You see, Sally grew up in Lafayette. She got all of her sacraments. She was baptized as uh, a young baby. She received her first communion. She even received confirmation in high school. She went to Catholic school her whole life. And she had a great time in Catholic school, and she was a, a really good girl. People were very impressed with Sally because she made good grades. She was very polite to adults. She was very well-liked amongst her peers, and she was very driven. She wanted to be a successful businesswoman one day and also to have a nice family with kids. And as Sally went on to college, she went to LSU, not far down the road in it was in LSU where she made a, a really good friend who um, identifies as atheist. And she also met another friend who believes in God, but doesn't really believe in the whole church thing. And they really, these three friends don't really talk about God much, so it's not really an issue. They just are, have a lot of fun together. They're really good people. These two friends are amazing. In fact, they're so loyal to her and so good to her in good times and in bad. They're both in her sorority. They're all very busy with the sorority. And, um, and they all do very well in school. And she, in her history course, she uh, has a teacher who is very skeptical of a lot of the traditional views and ways of seeing things, and is particularly skeptical of the Christian faith. But he's an amazing teacher, and Sally loves this teacher because he's so inspiring, and he's so good and knowledgeable, and it's just, it's her, it's her favorite teacher, and it's her favorite class, and she learns so much from this class, but unfortunately, this teacher doesn't jive very well with the Catholic Church. Well, Sally meets a, a, a boy, and they start to date, and they end up getting married. They start their family together. Sally also starts her career and is successful in her career, but she's just very busy. And as she starts to have kids, she just starts to get even more busy because she's doing well in her career, but she's also being very busy as a mom. And she hasn't been to a church in a while because in college, she kind of just stopped going because she was just really busy. And now that she's growing up, she wants her kids to have faith in God, so she decides, well, we should probably go back to church now so that they can get their sacraments. But when they go back to church, unfortunately, the priest is kind of rude to them, and the church staff seems to be very unorganized and won't return the phone calls in order to get the baptism done. And so they finally just get discouraged and say, you know what, it's not even worth it anymore. And they just continue on with their life. But unfortunately, Sally wakes up one morning and realizes that she's not even sure if she even believes in God anymore. So do we know Sally? Or do we know people like Sally? Really good people, people that we love. Maybe our, our children, maybe our grandchildren, maybe our sister or our coworker, or even our good friend, we know that Sally is a great person. Sally's a good mom. 
Sally is a great coworker. Sally contributes to society and she's kind to everybody and never says a negative word about anyone else. But she doesn't seem to have a very strong faith. Or at least she's not sure if she really buys in to the whole church thing. The statistics are pretty alarming. In fact, only 13% of Americans, oh, actually, I said that wrong. 13% of Americans identify as former Catholics. And one third of all Catholics that have been raised Catholic, um, one third of them no longer identify as Catholic at all anymore. And of the two thirds that do still identify as Catholic, only 27% of them actually go to church on Sundays. For every one convert to the Catholic faith, there are six more people who leave. And that's the current reality of the world that we're living in right now. You see, it used to be culturally an expectation that you would just go to church especially here in America, but it's not anymore. And there may be a number of reasons for that. I'm sure we all have our personal stories and we all know people with real stories. And the, the reasons go on and on. Maybe it's some influences from friends, family, or coworkers. Maybe it's certain ideas that they've been exposed to. Maybe it's uh, certain people in the church have really hurt these people and, and given them a bad taste in their mouth. Or maybe they just got busy and they didn't feel like they really belonged in the church anymore and it just was hard to make time for it. Or maybe they severely disagree with some of the teachings, especially some of the moral teachings that seem to be really difficult for many people. Or maybe there's just a big misconception, a misunderstanding about what the church actually believes. But for whatever the reason is, maybe it's something else, we know people in our life who have left for better or for worse and it may hurt us to know that what they have left they don't even realize how good of a thing they left as we're entering into this Easter season and and really living this out the the gospel for the past couple Sundays and the, for the next few Sundays we're, we're really diving into the stories of Jesus appearing to his disciples after he has risen. So it's the risen Jesus appearing to his, to his disciples. And, and very often he's, he's telling them, peace be with you, as he does in today's gospel. He enters into the room and he says, peace be with you. And then it says something interesting. It, it says that, um, of course, after he kind of lets them know that it's him, it's Jesus, it says that he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He opened their minds to understand, which is interesting because, you see, anybody can open up the Bible and read it, but there, there is a level of God's intervention that really helps us understand the real truth of what the Bible is actually saying. And if we just try to understand it on our own without God's help, we could really get a lot of misunderstandings. But then it says this, after he opens their mind to understand, he tells them, you are witnesses of these things. You have witnessed that Jesus has died and rose from the dead. 
you have come to believe that, that Jesus is God himself. You are witnesses to the reality that this is not just a social club, that, that this is a changed way of living. And Jesus is challenging them to be witnesses, to go forth and to continue sharing to the world as a witness what they have come to know and believe. This is the theme that's all throughout the Acts of the Apostles as we're reading the, in all the first readings over the course of the Easter season, where the apostles go out and they share the faith with others. But you see, as we have tried this before, many of us have already tried. And it can be very discouraging whenever our family or our friends start to challenge us on beliefs or ideas that we hold to be true, and we don't know what to say. We don't know how to respond. We don't know. We feel like we're unprepared or ill-equipped to actually give a real explanation or to really uh, persuade in a way that's convincing to get the person back to an authentic relationship with Jesus within his holy Catholic church. We're not sure what to do. And very often, sometimes we feel like we're just making the situation worse by even bringing it up in the first place. So what are we to do? It used to just be that Sally was going through a stage. It used to just be part of the culture that people would eventually find their way back. But that's not the case anymore. And I believe that it is time for us to start having this conversation as a parish. It's time for us to really dive deep into this real circumstance of our world. It's not an easy fix. And it's not a quick fix to be addressed in a matter of five minutes. But there is a fix. There is something that we can do. There are real things that can be done. And in fact, I've seen it in my short few years of priesthood. I've seen real lives change. I've seen real people like Sally come back. And I've seen real people like you be the reason why they came back. And I believe that we as a parish are ready to start this discussion. I believe it's time for us to take this discussion seriously. One of the ways that we're going to move forward in this discussion, you may have seen on our Facebook page, um, we have opened up a new position at St. Leo. We have a great staff here. I love our staff and I'm very, very proud to, to have them on the team. But I believe it's time to bring an additional person on the team. And this person is going to be called the Director of Discipleship. And this person is going to help us as a parish enter into this conversation to start asking the questions, why are the Sallies leaving the church? And what can we do about it? What can we really do? How can we be better prepared, better equipped? What tools can we actually bring with us in these conversations so that we can invite Sally back? To this family. So I believe in this position, and in fact, if you know somebody that may be interested, please, um, of course, send them our way. We'd love to meet them. But even more than that, it's time for us to consider what our role might be in this conversation. Would you like for Sally to come back? Would you like to feel more prepared for when Sally starts challenging your faith? 
Would you like to see a Catholic church parish on fire and so engaged that the Sallies just are intrigued and want to come and be a part of this? If you do want this change, the question is, are you willing to change? Because a lot of us want the change but are hesitant to change ourselves. But in order to see the change that needs to come, the change of getting back to the heart of who we are as Christians, getting back to the heart of the gospel and the mission of Jesus Christ, in order to see that change, it starts with us. It starts with us changing to get more in line with the mission of Jesus. You see, a lot of people think that the church of Jesus Christ has a mission. There's a lot of conversation about that. But it's actually the other way around. The mission of Jesus Christ has a church. And it's that mission that's at the central core of our identity as Christians. Our mission, our identity is to go out and share the gospel to go out and invite Sally into an authentic relationship with Jesus. It's not to go out with a bullhorn shouting at people and making them feel guilty for not being here. There are real things that we can actually do, and that is at the heart of who we are. And this church parish is not a social club. It's not just our um, ticket in our pew reserved for us here on Sunday. This church parish is to support the mission of Jesus Christ, found it 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ came to change the world, and he continues to change that world today. But our question to pray about, starting now, is are we willing to change ourselves in order to see the change that Jesus wants? Amen.